welcome to another episode of the Food for Thought podcast. I'm your host, Erin Hallstrom. With me today on the podcast is Manit Shramali, co-founder and CEO of Turing Labs AI. For anyone in product development and R&D at a food and beverage company, this episode is definitely for you. Founded in 2019, Turing Labs, which recently concluded $16.5 million in Series A funding, has been helping consumer packaged good companies get new or improved products to market faster using their unique AI platform. Listen in to hear how Turing is helping some of the biggest names in CPG create or reformulate faster and more efficiently. Perfect for the post-COVID hybrid R&D department, Manit walks us through how the platform uses artificial intelligence to simulate working through different ingredient combinations to determine what works and what doesn't. You'll definitely want to tune in to hear how this revolutionary platform is helping manufacturers take thousands of data points and turn them into formulation gold. Enjoy the episode and be sure you're signed up for Food Processing's daily e-newsletter so you can stay in the know about the news impacting the food and beverage industry. Head to foodprocessing.com newsletters to get on the list for our daily e-newsletter that comes straight to your inbox every weekday morning. Manit, welcome to the Food for Thought podcast. Let's dive right in. I want to kick things off by getting to know you a little better. Who are you and what is it you do within the food and beverage industry or maybe more specifically within the AI industry? So first of all, thank you for inviting us. Uh, this is this whole idea of the food and beverage space is very dear to me. So I, I, I and my co-founder Rajit have, you know, decades of experience in this food space. And we have seen firsthand the struggles and the competition that food and beverage companies are up to today, especially when the, you know, the cost of uh, entry is pretty low. So they're really trying to figure out how do we, you know, uh, develop better products and outperform the competition. But the things what they were trying to do in the past were not, you know, helping them, like the legacy systems, legacy process. And I saw that firsthand. And that's when I realized that this is the industry that requires a new approach, new systems, new way of thinking to compete in this digital world. And that, that passion allowed me to, you know, uh, form a company, Turing Labs, which is a Y Combinator-backed company and backed by other major Silicon Valley investors. And what we built is a software-as-a-service platform exclusively for food and beverages ground up to help them innovate better and faster. I really want to dig in more and talk more about Turing Labs. I know the tool combines artificial intelligence and product development, but that's still a pretty broad description. How are food and beverage companies using this tool for their product development? It's a great question, Aaron, because see, what has happened is that CPG has been among the last one or maybe 
you know on the on in the in the industry that is very pretty much lost on adopting this technologies like ai and different digital tools for product development before before i go much deeper into that and what i wanted to share is that ai is very complex and yes it's been there for decades and decades but still there is a lot of misinterpretation of what exactly ai is the problem right now is that there is a belief that ai is a tool that can do all things and has a magical algorithms and some magic into it that can solve any different kinds of problems for all different industries and all for all different kinds of use cases unfortunately that's not true and that's why major investments in ai have not resulted uh, into massive quantifiable returns so our first belief was that how do we first help the food and beverage industry to understand what is ai and how it can be used or can be even used in product development because these the, the formulators the people who develop a product in this industry they have been using manual process for more than more than 100 years uh, whether they want to develop uh, you know a new product or whether they want to just simply renovate a product or a line extension or create a new category they have relied on the old systems and processes so they are not very much aware of what is ai and how does ai fit in product development so the way companies use tuning right now is to really intuit first in terms of strategy how do we think about ai and how ai can actually help in improving and accelerating product development so you may have all this data you may have all this wish list that you want to go to market faster with better product you want to you know respond and address to the market needs and you know market pressure forces but how does ai help so the way companies uses uh, what is the foundation of using ai exclusively for r&d and product development how do we get started about that do we are we even ready for that uh, we have some data some digital some analog some physical some in paper forms as well but is it enough can, can do we have something in for with in our infrastructure to even get started with this journey of ai so that's the first place they come to turing to figure out where they are in terms of the ai journey and do they have what it needs to start if not what they need to do so this is the strategy part of it the second part is about execution about improving the operational efficiency so they use turing to go from idea to commercialization end to end digitally 10x faster replacing the manual trial and error process of doing hundreds and hundreds of r&d cycles of testing the product testing the idea changing the ingredients uh testing the different formulations on several product attributes several different kinds of tests to replace all that with a software that can help you to do that digitally so that you can now develop fail safe product faster virtually and only do the last few test as a sanity test and take the product uh, to the market or for commercialization so that's how companies use turing and some of the world's largest companies are relying on turing to really uh, to really build their digital transformation journey achieve better return on investment 
and also address the changing market needs and consumer needs uh, through a digital tool uh, that leverages AI for renovation or innovation projects. I want to go back for a second and talk more about uh, the hesitancy with CPG companies. Why do you think CPG is so late in adopting AI? So there are three things. First is the culture. They, you know, they're still based on few approaches that that's embedded into their processes, which were founded 100 years ago. And because these companies are so giant, uh, and there are different stages, it's much difficult for them to quickly, you know, pivot to more agile and digital stream. See, you can, if you're a software company, it's much easier for you to develop agile system because it's virtual software. CPG is among the few companies, few, few industry where you have to develop a product by different stages and it's not just about efficacy. There are so many other factors that you have to consider apart from developing a formula or developing a product. Let's say, is it manufacturable, for example? Would it meet the consumer requirements? Would it uh, uh, hit the goals in terms of our sales? Would it have uh, the shelf life? Would it uh, appeal the retailer to give the shelf space to them? So it's a very complex, multi-stage problem. So they, they had a very difficult time to figure out, yeah, we want to be agile, but how do we transform this multi-stage approach uh, into a, a much agile approach? So first, their culture. Second, their processes, which are not really suited for typical AI or typical ML kind of a statistical software, because those software assume that you have all the data in place, it's pretty much clean, and you have much more data at every stage, and there's no complexities out there, like financial services, for example. So the whole complexity of developing a product brings a unique challenges. And that's why generic approaches or generic AI systems never made it to the CPG world or food and beverages world. The second is the data part. Uh, unfortunately, CPGs have been a little bit late in digitizing their data. In fact, you'll be surprised, even today, we encounter quite a few companies whose data is still on the paper notebooks, or they still do a lot of testing or capture the test results on, on paper pencil, for example. Uh, and some of the test results that they do, they don't even record all the results. Like, you know, they may only record the results where the formula was winning, but there are quite a few areas where the formula didn't perform, did not perform well, and they just literally discarded that information, and there was no storage of such information. So that was another bottleneck uh, for them to, you know, jump on this journey. And the third thing is they were very reactive. So if you look at, you know, 20 years, 15 years back, they were pretty okay to, you know, launch, make some few tweaks and send the product to Walmart and Costco's and they will hit the P&L targets. But from last 10 to 15 years, whole world has shifted on them. There is significantly more competition the cost of entry is so low that anybody can develop a beverage or sauce on their backyard and you know, start selling it on Amazon, for example. So from last 10 years, they are under tremendous pressure to rethink the entire way, uh, you know, to survive in the market and you know, continuously create new categories and expand new categories. So all these reasons are some of the biggest bottlenecks for them in the power to jump on this journey. And another, another big reason that we are seeing now, which is, uh, which is coming up a lot, that you know, these companies want to go on this journey, 
but they don't know how to do it. They don't have the right people. Uh, they have never done it in the past. They even don't get enough data scientists to do the right kind of things because it's very complex and it requires a lot of domain knowledge. Uh, so that's another problem that they are still very slow in adopting this. One thing that I'll also like to share with you, Erin, is that this is among the very few industry that relies heavily on uh, on some of the some of the people who have decades and decades, like 25, 30 years of experience in creating the product. So this industry is still heavily reliant on those few veterans or few folks in this industry, and it's very difficult to replace them. So it becomes very difficult for, you know, use some digital tools uh, when you are heavily dependent on the creativity of this uh, amazing experts in the organization. So these are some of the factors that we have encountered on why these uh, companies are still a little bit slower and some of the challenges they face in adopting the agile tools of digital transformations for development. It sounds like Tyrion takes a lot of pieces of data from different sources and helps manufacturers put it in one place so they can make fast and efficient changes to their formulations. Am I on target with that or is it more to it than that? See, it's much more to us that. See, the thing is, you know, we 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 also learned quite a bit in our journey when we built this uh, entire interface, the workflow, the algorithms for food and beverages. In that journey, we learned a lot. And one of the things that we learned is about the data. And customers like hearing because we have changed the way they think about the data and the way they think about AI, and we have significantly accelerated the time to realize the value and return on their investments. So I'll just give an example. There's a foundation belief that let's just collect all the data that we have, digitize it, let's use AI, and then see what's going to happen. We approach that very differently. The way we approach is that what are the, what are the decisions you're trying to form? Where do you want to be in terms of, you know, uh, in silico or a digital product development or virtual product development, which are the categories, which are the brands that you think are most critical to you? And then do the reverse engineering. Okay, for this space, where you need to get which data and what quality of the data do you currently have and what the missing information or missing gap you need to fill to embark on this journey. So usually customers don't go through the journey where they're trying to get all different data and all you know different things from the organization. Rather, they go a very targeted search that in order to achieve a specific innovation or reformulation goal, what do I need at minimum to get started? Because Turing allows them to assess the quality, the quantity of the data that's required to you know, make those decisions virtually. So yes, Turing can get data from all different sources, from all different stages, the typical stage gate process of developing a new product, be it analytical, be it sensory, or be it on the consumer side, or a manufacturing side, or a packaging side, or process side. Yes, we do collect all this data, but the approach is much more targeted, much more refined, and we only use the data that's really meaningful rather than boiling the entire ocean. So the, the, this really helps the manufacturers and uh, the food and beverage company in terms of leveraging what they have, 
collecting what's really required to fill the information gap or the knowledge gap and then start building uh, institution knowledge for a specific category or specific brand. So the way they benefit from the tool is that now instead of having this data which was siloed across organization, now they have a single place where they can glint the insights from what they know in the past, what are the key things from their past data, what are the areas they know today about their formulation space, and where they need to learn more about that. So that gives them a great departure point to really start working towards building new product or innovate virtually. And from there, they virtually get a, uh, you know, system where it recommends them in terms of where they should think about building the prototypes. So even before a person creates a physical benchtop samples, they are pretty much sure which samples are going to return or yield the best return in terms of the efficacy, in terms of the cost, in terms of the you know sensory outcomes, all different kinds of things. And from there, they go to the next stage in terms of virtually assessing hundreds and hundreds of prototypes they would have and get the answers instantly replacing this physical manual world of scheduling the batches of the sample for testing, coordinating the physical test, you know, working with the suppliers, checking whether it's the manufacturable or not. All those things are taken care of by the platform uh, and they can virtually simulate hundreds of different uh, scenarios uh, and pick the one that is most suitable for them in terms of the product goal, for the business goal and things like that. And then we take the last step, which is a recommendation, where ingredients, which are core part of any product, it's, it's a multi-dimensional problem where you may have millions of combinations, especially when you nowadays look at, you know, even the startups have amazing different kinds of proteins which they could actually use in the product. So it becomes a very complex for a human being to figure out can I go through all different formulation combinations and come up with the best formula uh, that performs better on, on all different measures and all different product and business metrics? That's where Turing actually does the heavy lifting, where Turing searches all these different data points, silo data points, learns from it, and takes into consideration the goals of the product, the goals of the business, and recommends them top three areas where they should innovate, and the top four to five formulas, which they can quickly assess it and take it to the market. So it's an end-to-end -end approach where we are helping them from the idea, from the data side, and how to really translate all those things into a meaningful blockbuster product, which is more likely to win in the market than just you know throwing darts on the dartboard. Okay, I have a quick non-CPG industry-related question for you. How long has Terrain Labs been around, um, and how old is the company? Yes, we have been around uh, for more than about two years now. Uh, we we were in stealth mode for quite some time because we tested our algorithms. We did heavy extensive research to build something exclusively for CPG R&D to take care of all different elements that goes into product development. So it's a very hard work of two years in stealth, working with early adopters, innovative, some of the world's largest companies leverage during right now, 
uh, and uh, we are backed by Silicon Valley investors. And yeah, it's a pretty young company, but we have a big ambition. We want to make sure that 85% products don't fail in the market. We want to improve the odds of winning those success. We want to help the CPG to be the forefront of you know, leading the innovation and things like that. So, and we built an entire company. The people that we hire, everybody has a significant amount of domain knowledge. And anything that we do is today around the product development. So we are becoming kind of a default platform when it comes to innovation or innovation uh, in the food and beverage, home care, and personal care products. Did you see any major shifts with people or companies using the tool once the pandemic started? You know what, and this is pretty, pretty amazing for us actually. I think uh, uh, what happened is that the pandemic was extremely disruptive for product developers who were locked out of their lab initially, right? They could not, uh, you know, do almost like 70% of the testing they were used to, they could not do it in a physical world. Even when allowed back in, extremely safe measures made it very difficult for them to run the bench top samples and run, and run pilot plant samples. And consequently, they and the business teams proceeded with, you know, kind of a guesstimate and accepted suboptimal formulations in order to meet the timelines. Turing's speed and reduction in iteration is a perfect solution in this, in this environment. With Turing, they no longer have to rely on the physical world and they can do that everything virtually. So what has happened that is that this pandemic has significantly accelerated the use of the digital tools has significantly challenged the culture problem, has significantly empowered the formulators and product developers to use other tools and systems at their disposal to you know, address the supply chain issues, for example, the cost issues, the competition issues, the, the need to hit the timelines based on the manufacturability as well as the, you know, the shelf uh, timelines. So pandemic has actually given a huge boost uh, in adoption of our technology and companies are significantly much more open to embrace new approaches and embrace new tools. Okay, one last question for you. Are you able to reveal the names of any of the CPG brands that use your tool? See, that, that's, I'd love to, but you know, the problem is that you know, we are in a situation where we work exclusively in this industry. So it becomes very difficult for us to disclose the names. Uh, but we right now work with feel like I would say that a uh, few of the world's largest uh, CPGs, if I consider the top 14, um, many of them are already part of Turing. Uh, and not just the CPGs, you know, even the retailers, like for example, Tesco is already uh, leveraging Turing. And there are other big giant, uh, huge uh, manufacturers uh, leveraging Turing. So we are becoming like a default for them. Uh, I'll be really surprised that uh, these giants, uh, uh, you know, would not know about this because many of them are already, you know, significantly boosting up their uh, journey to digital transformation and achieving amazing, amazing results in terms of developing the innovative products in a record time. But unfortunately, I cannot discuss all the names. I mean, it's just that, you know, part of the business and uh, it's just that, you know, they just don't allow because you work exclusively in this domain. So. I want to maintain their uh, confidentiality and uh, 
make sure that they have the competitive advantage. Well, I respect that, and I'm sure they appreciate that. All of the major brands that are using your tool that are listening to this episode, I'm sure, have breathed a sigh of relief that you didn't reveal who they were. So <laughs> with that, with that Manit, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Food for Thought podcast. It's been a treat to have you on. everyone listening to the Food for Thought podcast today, thank you for tuning in. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about everywhere you can listen to a podcast. Be sure to tune in next time as we talk more about the stories behind the headlines of the food and beverage industry. Take care. Have a great day.